thing to do with that can be to recycle it. That's politically correct at least, but uh, you know, I don't know. <coughs> we met this little man on Saturday who recycled. He wasn't a he he wasn't homeless or anything. It's it's had a shopping cart full. And it turns out it's had a beach sitting home watching TV. And he he gave us the poundage, aluminum, you make two fifty a pound. Um, these other I don't remember which kind of bottles, but this you make this, this you make this. And he's gonna take about two hours, but he makes about thirty dollars. Yeah. Well fifteen bucks an hour. Yeah. If the alternative is sitting around watching TV or walking around picking up recyclables for a kid particularly. Money to pay for all the, the 
when did they establish the debt ceiling in the first place? I don't know. You know, what they're talking about is, is there actually a debt ceiling, or are they just talking about borrowing more money? No, there is a debt ceiling. They have an artificial number. It's a number they put out there that says they can only borrow up to, let's say, one trillion dollars. Well, what good's a debt ceiling if the people doing the borrowing can raise it whenever they want to? Well, it, it makes them look good, at least until the next election. as long as that's even part of the conversation it really doesn't matter because and I don't know you got to talk to somebody a whole lot smarter than me but it seems to me that we're so far down in the hole as it is that I don't know I don't know because of course we shouldn't raise debt so if I guess here's the thing, if they're not willing to do what it takes, do the hard things, stop messing around and actually do what's got to be done, and that means cut this, cut that, cut this, cut that, and stop spending, why do they have to borrow, I guess, why are they even entertaining borrowing more money? Haven't they been to Dave Ramsey 101, Financial News no University? You can't borrow your way out of debt, so the mere fact that they're even considering borrowing money shows that not any of them, except Michelle Bachman, of course, is even the least bit serious about doing anything about the debt problem, the debt issue. So if that's the case, then heck yeah, raise it, maybe go ahead and run the credit cards as far, I mean, if you're going bankrupt, you may as well go bankrupt in style, absolutely up to the hilt. So, which is absurd, but just the mere fact that you're talking about raising the debts and borrowing more money is, is crazy. So, you know, throw the bum towel. Well, I think that, uh, I don't think, I don't think it really matters who is, uh, at this point, Who's in the White House, Democrat, Republican, because this situation is so screwed up, it's going to take something pretty special to make a change. Nobody wants to work together, so you know what? it ain't going to be fixed overnight, or at least over the course of eight years. Discussion. You can only spend ten thousand dollars, but you got to cut three thousand. Well, how's that work? Why don't you just not spend? No, just get everybody in the habit of uh, doing the right thing. 
Well, if everybody did that, then we wouldn't have so many problems. But how can how can we? Well, I don't know who do, who do you blame for what? Because you look at the amount of consumer debt that everybody in this world in this country carries, because we're the only country really that can capably do that. Do we blame the fact that we carry consumer debt on our government because they've given us the example of spending more than 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 they make, or do we blame the fact that our consumer debt has caused the government to borrow more? Well, first of all, you got to remember you got to blame Bush. It's Bush's There's fault. There's no question about who blamed It's Bush. Okay. Spend less than you make. How, how am I supposed to fund all the programs for the for the less fortunate? You know, I mean, the, that's the church's job. You know, Medicare, Medicaid, and you know, that's the church's job. And the educating the people to provide who, for the common defense. The what is it? The general welfare. Well, how come you and I can't even quote what the government's supposed to do according to the Constitution? Because well, we're not taught that in school. That's right. We're that's taught whole, everything that's whole, else. But that's a whole different issue. Yeah. Stop spending. We'll do it's that not, next It's your episode. fault. It's your fault. So it's Joe's fault. But Bob, Joe I... Joe M. Pollock, Jr. I need the government... I need the government to tell me what to do because I don't know what to do. I'm incapable of making my own decisions. You need me to tell you what to do. Stop spending. That's right. That's right. Stop spending. What else you want to know? Well, I can't spend any money I don't have anyway, so it doesn't really matter. I can't. I got this borrow it. It's called credit card. You know, I, I there were, think you got like this. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think we're getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning to drive a What's wrong with this picture? I can tell you exactly why we're doing that, Bob, because we're going to solve the world's problems in 45 minutes. Well, you know what? At least something good will come off of it. <laughs> Isn't that the <laughs> But why, why are we, I mean, why are we dependent? Why do we need... People always have their hands out. I mean, I, I obviously, I think the church needs to help the people who need help. But you get people who are career, career helpless people. You know what I mean? They're they um, don't know anything else because and there's there's a generation growing up out of those out of those people that are uh, are learning. That's all they're learning. I mean, it's like when the you know the 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 Israelites were in were in the desert for 40 years. If you were born in the beginning of that generation, all you knew was manna. You didn't know anything else. So these people know nothing else but asking somebody else for something that they don't have, and then just accepting it and not really doing anything to change their own lives so that they don't have to live in that situation. What do you do? You know, it, it's funny. We don't we don't teach our kids. We teach our kids in school about everything else that they don't really need to learn about. They, they learn, if they need to learn about it, they need to learn about it at home from mom and dad. And uh, and and yet in in school we don't teach our kids how to balance a checkbook or to be responsible with their money. No, but they can take a test. Well, the only reason they take tests is because they have to be improved there in school so the teachers can get paid and get their. Here's a good one. Here's a good one. Newsweek. Newsweek did a ranking or a study. How I'm not sure the best way to, to describe it, but of, of, of coming up with what were the best schools. And what they did 
was they uh, looked at which schools had the most people enrolled in the free hot lunch program mm -hmm. and which schools had the most people that took the AP test. Mm -hmm. Didn't matter if they flunked the AP test, if they even finished the AP test, <laughs> but if they took the AP test, then they got counted. Because the, the theory is if you take AP, you're going to, if you try AP, you're going to learn something that's going to be good for you. But they were, they were looking for equity of the most, the mixed, most mixed bag of socioeconomic background. So the most free lunches and the most people taking the AP test. That was their criteria for what was the best school in America. Do you think Japanese do that? Do the Chinese do that? Do the Indians do that? How about how many people can actually read a book when they graduate high school? I mean... Oh, well, they can read books. They can read all kinds of books. But it won't be Shakespeare. It won't be the classics. It won't even be the Hardy Boys or Encyclopedia Brown. But they can read books. I read three Hardy books. Hardy Boy books in one day when I was in kid. Love those. They were great books. They were good books. Bobsy Twins? Did you ever read the Bobsy Twins? Bobsy Twins. Happy Hollisters? Happy Hollisters. I didn't read any... Uh, did you ever read Nancy Drew? Tell I did truth. not read Nancy Tell Drew. Truth. I had Hardy Boys and my sister had Nancy Drew. Remember Phyllis A. Whitney? Did you read Phyllis A. Whitney? I did not read Phyllis A. Whitney. I can't remember any of her books, but I remember she always had these, these kids that went to go see their grandpa's live in some huge dang house, so big that the fireplaces heated it, they had to wear a sweater because it got chilly, and they'd literally get lost. There were wings of the house that they couldn't go in, but they'd go exploring, exploring in the attic. Now, they're my kind of exploring the attic is crawling your hands and knees underneath the rafters and find a box that looks interesting to me. 20 years ago, <laughs> but this is the kind where you walk around in the attic, find the old trunk, which of course has the treasure map, and exposes family secrets. But, but kids don't, you know what, if kids nowadays, I mean as far as being entertained, if they don't have a Xbox or a whatever, or a computer or an iPod or an iPhone or all this other technological distractions. They're, they don't know what to do. I mean, you, you tell your kids during the summer and they say, Dad, I'm bored. I'll go outside or read a book. I don't want to read a book. The kids don't do that these days. Why not? Probably because mom and dad don't make them. Mom and who? Mom and dad. Mom and who? Yeah, that's right. Mom and dad. What's dad? Dad's irrelevant. You don't even have to have dad to make a baby. That's true. And just because you're a sperm donor doesn't make you dad anyway. No, that's true. Ah! We've identified one problem. <laughs> and what is the solution to that problem? Keep it in your pants. Stick around. You know... <laughs> Where do you start? That's stupid. Yeah. Too wide. See that? Yeah, we're halfway to work. We can't, can't tackle that one. That's a different day. That's a different day. Different episode. Okay. Lakers number one. Woo-hoo-hoo! Lakers number one. 
Okay, who are the Lakers? The Lakers. Somebody spent ten bucks or twenty dollars on a big old decal to put on top of their truck that they can't afford that they're having to borrow money to pay for. So they spent ten or twenty dollars on a big decal for a professional sports team that's owned by somebody else that's making a gazillion dollars a year. And the team doesn't even stick around year to year to year. It's all about getting the most people on the team to make the most wins because then you make the most money because you're idiots who are going to pay good money to go sit in a traffic jam and sit inside a place so far up they can't see anything, but they might get to actually catch a glimpse of Jack Nicholson or Pete Diddy sitting on the second row of the, or on the first row of the court to watch the Lakers with, a, with a, an accused rapist as the star. Well, he didn't do anything. Well, how come we know all that in the first place? Why was he... he why was he even in that why situation? He, and, and why, 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 why? But see, you know what? Here's the thing, too. Regardless of, of whether he did what he was accused of or not, I mean, the opinions abound, I'm sure. But he, he at that point, where he when he was in that hotel or resort... He was a married man, and and why is society missing the fact that he shouldn't have been in that room with that woman in the first place? But yet it's accepted. And, he and a man. He a man. That man. He a man. Man can't help it. He a man. <laughs> that, that man back there that had the sticker on there is just supporting that type of uh, accepting lifestyle where where yeah you're you're a man. You can do what you want to do. And that's uh, mindless stupidism. Mindless stupidism. That's right. That's my that's a new word. That's a new that's word. word for the day, stupidism. It's <laughs> mindless stupidism. It's because see I don't even I, I I don't even keep up with them. I honestly don't because I you know what, if if you want to, great, but I don't even keep up with them. I gotta dig back fifteen years to give any kind of example, but I go back to the New York Yankees, the beloved New York Yankees, when we lived in New Jersey and we were fortunate to be able to go to a number of the Yankee games, we were we became diehard Yankee fans. It was wonderful. We knew the team, the guys on the team. And then at the end of the year, well, this one got traded, and this one got traded. Chuck Knobloch left, and what's his name, the guy who was the backup cat, Jorge Posada, uh, I can't even think of who the other catcher was, but Jorge Posada left after a couple of years. You know, I mean, all these people started leaving, and then the team wasn't the team anymore. Actually, Bob, I have to correct you there. Jorge Posada is still Yankee. No, he's manager now. No, he's not. Not, but well, who? Well, who am I thinking of the catcher? I don't know. Yeah, if, you do. If anybody... Nah, he, was a, he was the backup catcher. He was number two. If anybody knows job. who the number two catcher was besides... Besides Jorge Posada, the Yankees, send us an email and uh, What's a Jorge we'll Posada? figure it out. Okay, well, who was, okay, back when David Wells pitched his first his perfect game, who was catching? I don't know. It wasn't Jorge Posada. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll call him I Martin can see this guy. Okay, well, who's the guy? He's a Yankee. He's a... He's Joe a Girardi. Joe Girardi. Thank was he you. a catcher? Yes, Joe Girardi okay. was the backup catcher. Okay, all right. Okay, well, maybe we have Posada our answer. is catching? He is. He's like 300 years old, but he's still catching. Okay, well, I guess Joe Girardi was backup catcher to Jorge Posada then, maybe. Actually, 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 what's his name? Uh, the guy, Russell Martin from the Dodgers. He's a Dodger. See, everybody 
The Russell get, Martin? Who's Russell Martin? He was a catcher for the he's Dodgers a couple years ago. Where did I with the Dodgers? Talking the Yankees. Well, okay, so I'll finish my, my, my point is, so you, you you try to support this team, but it's not a team. Because it's all, everybody's gone. They moved this guy, they moved this guy. The only one who's still there is, is what's his name? Jeter. Derek Jeter. And the only reason he's there is because they pay him. Well, I shouldn't say that. I don't know anything about Derek Jeter. He might be a fine young man. So maybe he's there out of loyalty and $200 million. Uh, he's only but, making $14, 15000000 million a year. Can't survive on that. But, I mean, like the, in, what, a couple years before that, the Marlins, they win the World Series. And then, I mean, the guy buys the team, then it, it wins the World Series, and he sells the team. Jeez. And what is like hockey? These guys get traded because they're about to retire, so they trade them to the team that's going to the Stanley Cup so that they can get a Stanley Cup or have a chance at winning a Stanley Cup. Now, how how fulfilling is that? I get traded to the world championship, to the potential world championship team a month before they go to the world championship. I've been on the team that stinks all year long. Had won two games, but I get but I'm a great player, so I get traded to this team so I can get a, a ring. What, uh, I, what you is get that? a ring. That's, but how? I, you get a ring. That's that makes no sense. That's well, it doesn't. But if you've been, and that's what you do all your life, and you reach, you have an opportunity to reach the pinnacle of your sport, whatever it is. You know, you got to take that chance. You never know. I mean, look at the uh, look at the San Francisco Giants last year. It's 54 years, or maybe not 54 years, but a long time since they've been in the World Series. And they won it last year. You got to take. You got. You got a lot of guys on that team that'll probably not be with that team next year. Name three. Uh, Pat Burrell, Aubrey Huff, maybe even Cody Ross. Okay, why won't they be with the team? Because they'll trade away. Because they're getting old. They need to get young players. They need to, you know, not sign them because they need the money to sign these other guys, making a million dollars a year. Okay, so why do you like the Giants? Just that's my first baseball game was at Candlestick Park in 1978. I watched John Denny pitch for the St. Louis Cardinals against. Uh, <laughs> Did you go with your dad? I went with my grandfather. With your grandfather. Yeah. Okay, but why do you like the Giants today? Because take I grew all up this, with the take Giants. all the sentimentality out of it. How many players on the Giants have been on the Giants for three years of the starting roster? Uh, probably. Six to seven. Six to seven out of twenty-five. There's twenty-five players, I think, on yeah, the active roster. But not on the starting roster. Let me let me ask you this question. Okay. I need to need to jump back to Jeter. Okay. He uh he reached a milestone. No, it wasn't Madonna. Who was it? Uh, that was Alex Rodriguez. I don't no, know. No, 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 no. Wait, no, it was one. It was uh, what's her name? Mariah Carey. That was her. Okay. But he got. Recently, he got his 3,000th hit, and that's a milestone. And it was a home run. Hey. And this guy. Yeah, the guy could just sell the ball. Well, he he could have. If if you were that guy, this is a guy that the backstory is that he's got a ton of student loans. He's got a, he could, could have used the money. He may get the money. I don't know. The Yankees may pony up, but, um. But anyway, he gave the ball to Jeter. He got he got hit with a tax bill by the IRS. Well, I don't know if he did, but he... Oh, yeah, he did. Did he? Well, I don't know if that was the story that he might, that he was liable. He could be liable. Well, he he got... You don't know that part? No, but he got tickets. He got tickets. Lifetime. Lifetime tickets. Right. Now, I would have... I don't know. That's debatable. I I, would have taken that ball and said, 
said to the Yankees, or Jeter, or whoever, said, I, I need half a million dollars. And do you think that guy making probably half a million dollars a month, if, if not more than that, you know what, I need to speed up because we might be late. Um, <laughs> you better speed up. But um, do you think that would have been, I mean, he wouldn't even thought about that. Would have wrote out a check, $500,000, that's it. But this fool, all he has now is tickets. He may not even be able to go because he won't be able to afford the bus pass or the subway token to get in. They didn't get parking all over Well, he has Do they have parking in Yankee Stadium? Well, they used to. Yeah, we had this. Yeah. You get priority parking. You can buy the parking where you park right next to the stadium. You used to be able to. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure they do now, too. Yeah. But. But anyway. But. Well, yeah. So, what, do you, what would you have done if you were that guy? Would you have given the ball to him out of love for the game, or you would have sucked Love him? for what game? That's my point. Love for what game? If you think for a second it's a sentimental game, that's, a, that's, that's what the owners and the players sap you for and, and are counting on to make you go buy a $100 official jersey. And by the $20, $260. Okay, $260 official jersey, the $100 replica, the doormat for your home, the coffee mug, the bobbleheads, and for those who can't afford anything, they'll give away the little bats when you go to the game or whatever it might be. But all you got to do, it, it's not a game. I mean, it is a game, but it's not a game. It's, it's business. It's exactly, it's all it is, and that's. Nothing wrong with it, but just see it for what it is. Now, I mean, my question is, what? How much money? If you were the guy who did it, who hit the ball, if you were Derek Jeter, forget Derek Jeter. If you were J Joe Pollock, but you're a professional baseball player and you hit 3,000 hits, how much money would you pay for the ball? Million dollars. Why? Because it's a significant milestone for. It's like the throw away the thing, keep the memory, keep the love, get rid of the thing. It's just a thing. It's a stupid ball. It's a stupid ball. It's a stupid ball so that we really me, don't even know is the right one. Did, we, did, did we keep chain of custody the whole time? Yes. Or was he holding the ball? This guy's father could have had it and he, it went past him. Okay, now we know that they number those things for that kind of stuff when yeah. they close for precisely this reason. But... So you're, Here, well, here's, here's the thing. Here's, here's the other backstory with it. We won't, we won't get completely away from it. But there was, I read the article, and it might have just been some pundit talking, trying to get his name in a couple of tools in the car to solve the world in 45 minutes, or all the world's problems in 45 minutes talking about it, was that he would be liable for the value of the tickets for the lifetime. Which, because I think they're valued at $70,000 a year, something like that, or $150,000, I don't know, some... some ghastly amount of money and that's that would crazy. be counted as income which I you know I mean according to strict IRS rules or not strict I mean rules are rules right either rules are not rules there's no such thing as a strict rule it's either a rule or it's not a rule it's either a rule or a guide oh. so anyway that's a topic for another day there right? you go but so he um, you know so so this guy what would you do you get the ball 
it's worth half a million dollars. Well, who, who says that? Did you just come up with half a million dollars? Or why do we say half a million dollars? I just said half a million dollars. Okay, so it's worth half a million dollars. So with whatever it's worth, it's worth something to somebody. So do you hold on to it or do you give it to them? I don't give it to him. That fool makes more money. He makes more money than I'll ever see in my whole life. And okay, gonna, so so what? Are you gonna sell it on eBay or something like that? I would have. If, if he wouldn't have paid me five hundred thousand dollars, I would have auctioned it off and made at least that starting bid five hundred thousand dollars. Somebody's gonna buy it. Somebody's got money. He's gonna buy it. And and when you get honestly, now. Yeah, I, you I talk would. about the economy and what it is, but that really only affects the people who are kind of middle class. The rich people are always going to be rich. They're always going to be getting, you know, stone-cut driveways. When they have money, these people have money. So it doesn't matter to them. It doesn't matter to spend $500,000 on a, a piece of horse hide and string. That, that somebody who they never met, nor will they ever meet, hit... Okay, now here's, okay here's, here's the larger question. Why in the world would you support an industry that turns out the very people that make the industry go are the ones you're talking about there? Why are you going to go pay 20 bucks a ticket to go stand in line, do all that kind of stuff, to watch the guy who's going to make more money in a year than you ever will in your lifetime? Who's going to argue with you about having a business transaction with this ball? That's the American pastime, Bob. Come on. I don't get it. Are you a communist or what? You, you love baseball? I hated baseball. Baseball is the most boring game on the planet, next to golf. You know, that's true because I, we went to. Until a, playoffs. Now, playoffs, then it yeah. starts getting exciting because you can watch all the strategy, but it's, let's get through 179 games so we can get down to the last one of the season to get into the playoffs. Then it starts getting exciting because things start happening. People actually start trying to win games instead of letting really to save yourself for the next whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, Mike, I've been to. Uh, what position did you play in baseball? Play I played right field. Watch? I played right field. There is no more boring position than right field in baseball. Period. That's because nobody hits that. Everybody's well, right-handed hitters too. So not right-handed hitters. Left-handed hitters. Left-handed hitters, see? That's right. Okay, left-handed hitters. So there are not many left-handed hitters. And we're talking about when you this. Heck yeah. Baseball is standing yeah. Anyway. But, now I'll tell you what else, though. Now, it's, it's funny, I just gave those two examples. Baseball and golf would be the two most boring. But, you know what? This is, I, I forgot who it was. It was one of those internet things. Comparing baseball to golf. Why in the world you got a guy standing at the plate with somebody else standing 90 feet away? Is it 90 feet or 100 feet? 90 feet. 90 feet away. About to throw that. Actually, the pitcher is like 60 feet. 90 feet to the base? 90 feet to the okay, base. Okay, so the pitcher is 60 feet away and about to hurl this hard, round missile at you at 100 miles an hour. And you're standing up there with just this stick in your hand to try to bat it away literally with thousands of people screaming in your ears yet if you're standing on the golf course with this little tiny 
one and a half inch diameter white ball just sitting there and it can't move and you get, you're about to hit it with a stick everybody has to be quiet you can't make a sound you can't break your concentration now is that a little off kilter yeah. shouldn't the guy who's getting the pistol thrown at him at 100 miles an hour be the one who has to everybody be quiet so he can concentrate all right yeah sorry you're about to say about playing right field or something when you were no i interrupted you well i know john fogarty played center field put me in coach i'm ready to play today Bob, I think that's La Bamba. No. Don't <laughs> Oh, any last thoughts before we reach our uh Yeah, what exactly are the words to La Bamba? And what do they mean? I don't know. We, we this is this is Is it blah la 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 bomba or is it just la 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 bomba? Well, you know, we are in East LA, the birthplace of that song. Is that right? Yeah. Is this where Richie Valens? Well I, mean, I think maybe it was a Reseda. Is it Reseda? That it was, was probably Rashida. Puerto Rico. It's all a lie by LA trying to get No. No, we got it. Burning. We got it. Burning. East LA? Well, it's not gonna be burning anywhere. Let's not let's not Okay, I'll tell you what's funny, you're not funny, but in the movie Stand and Deliver with Edward James Olmos. I do. Looks, he's old now, man. I saw him on a bus picture the other day. But Stand and Deliver was East LA. Yep. Garfield High School. Used to be, where James A. Garfield High School? Yes, sir. Where is that? In East LA. Okay. <laughs> First time I saw that for years, I thought that was the greatest movie. Then my wife and I saw it the other day. It's horrible. It's still got a good. It's it's an inspiring story, but the movie's terrible. Not worth it. Don't go. It is. Save your time. Oh, it's worth it. I think it's worth it. I like it. But it, you know what? We have reached the end of our rope. We are about to pull into the parking lot of our place of employment. No, we're not. Just because nobody can see that. I mean, you got to lie to them. We still got a mile <laughs> and a half to go. We're not about Mom. to come to our place. Mom. We're sitting here stuck at a red light, a green light. On Soda, right only, next to the oh, Sears only building. Only in East LA can you be stuck at a green light. You know what? Okay, well, this is a topic for another day, but let's get something started. Okay. Only in only only in the United States of America can you go into a Chinese restaurant and eat good food prepared by people from other countries. Okay. Yeah. See, this is one of those language things where you got to be specific. Only in America can you go in a Chinese restaurant good food prepared by people from other countries? Yes. Other than China. Alright, so you didn't say that. You just said other countries. Well, wouldn't you expect to go into a Chinese restaurant and eat food, good food, prepared by someone from another country? For instance, China? You yeah. would expect people from China to be the ones cooking from China. I think what you meant would have been maybe better said. Let me say it and see if it's... Only in America can you go into a Chinese restaurant and eat good food that's prepared by Mexicans. Is that what you meant to say? Or yeah, I don't like to put words in my mouth. No, I didn't say that. Would you? Did you mean by prepared by pe other people from other I, countries I, I besides the, China? I guess the the fact that the, the reality is, if you can go to any restaurant nowadays and look at the the melting pot that this country is. I mean, you know, American restaurant, Chinese restaurant, Mexican restaurant, whatever. What is American restaurant? Denny's. Okay. <laughs> there you have it. Quintessential American restaurant. That is, but even though they were out of 
eggnog and and Santa Claus. Is that right? They were out of eggnog. Really ticked Tim Allen off. But oh. If he hadn't burned the turkey in the first place, he wouldn't have that problem. So. Well. Okay. So what was your point? Go back to your. My point is, is that it's it's just amazing. You go if you go to a if you go to any country. I mean, give me a country. Bangladesh. Bangladesh. You go into Bangladesh. You go into Bangladesh, Bangladesh restaurant. Who's going to be cooking your food? Some guy from New York, Tony from East LA. Might be a guy from India. Bangladesh. You're going to get somebody this this Bangladesh or however you correctly say that. I'm not sure, but here in America, you go to restaurants and you find somebody from, you know, any number of countries from any number of. Bangladesh, maybe. There you go. So, you know why that is? Why? Because people don't go to Bangladesh. People leave Bangladesh, but they don't go to Bangladesh for vacations, or they don't have the tourist industry in Bangladesh. I don't know. You know, we're going to get in trouble by the Bangladesh Commission on Tourism because they might have a thriving industry or trying to build one. Here we are, bad mouthing it. Yeah. The precisely zero people that will ever hear this besides you and me <laughs> will now cancel their vacations to Bangladesh. And it's all our fault. No, it's Bush's fault. It's Bush's fault. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. All right, now, see, we're still not even close to turning into the parking lot of where we're going to work. You need to step on it, by the way. I know, my goodness. Except what you got to get some cloud into a, by some jackass trying to keep <laughs> the light turning the other direction like I did. And of course he's gonna blame you because Oh he did. And it was funny because his his statement well he just flat out lied. Gee, what a isn't that surprising? But I mean he flat out lied and my insurance adjuster was talking to his insurance adjuster and he said, But that story makes no sense because for instance he said he was in the middle of the intersection with a green arrow waiting for the traffic to move so he could turn. What's wrong with this picture? Well, if he has a green arrow, he has every right to go. Aha! Aha! The moral of this story? Don't go to the grocery store at lunchtime. Don't go to the store at lunchtime. Oh, my goodness. All right. All right, now this qualifies as we're almost turning in. So. Okay, we're almost turning in, so we need to wind this down and finish things up for the day. We are uh, solving the world's problems in 45 minutes, which is about the right time. What do you know? That's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, pretty good timing, but this is... That's uh, why it's called 45 minutes instead of an hour. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it better not turn into an hour. No. Um, anyway, we're, uh, we're going to sign off for the day. We're brought to you by our wonderful friends at One Touch Publishers at OneTouchPublishers.com. Take a look, check us out, tell your friends, and uh, lie to them and tell them, tell them you liked it. And send us money. And send us money. Yes, if you sow your seed into our ministry here, we'll, uh, we'll be greatly appreciated. No, just kidding. Uh, no, we're not. Send us money. <laughs> That's not doing this for my health. You said we were going to make money. <laughs> That's Bob. I'm Joe. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow.